I'm Larissa, and I want to help you find the best strategy for communicating the magic and wonder of your jewelry brand so you can thrive by doing what you love and filling the world with beauty and creativity. Welcome to the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Wurstiak. Through this podcast, I aim to empower and inspire jewelry entrepreneurs and innovators so they can thrive by doing what they love. I'm passionate about digital marketing for jewelry brands, and I'm excited to share my passion with you. This is episode 116, and I decided to go a little bit unscripted and intimate with you today. I've been sharing a ton of really long interviews lately, and there are a lot more to come. So I wanted to take a little breather and just talk casually to you today about the most common mistakes that I see jewelry entrepreneurs making when it comes to marketing mindset. So I actually have done an episode before about mindset. If you want to go back to episode 33, it's called Understanding the Role of Mindset in Jewelry Marketing. Today, I just want to share five mistakes that I see. I mean, I talk to jewelry entrepreneurs and leaders day in and day out, so I know firsthand and I hear it, a lot of the things that are getting in the way of them achieving their success, oftentimes it's just a mindset issue. Um, So marketing is just as much about getting in the right frame of mind as it is about executing the right things and being consistent over time. But before we get to the episode, I wanna share some marketing-related news and insights from the past week that caught my attention. So I saw this really interesting article in Forbes about um, boosting customer retention and improving the customer experience by doing e-commerce order tracking. So in e-commerce, the post-purchase experience, so after someone buys, is really just as important, if not more important, than all the experiences leading up to the purchase because that's the moment where you can really make a positive impression on a customer and potentially win that customer for life. So with typical marketing emails, they usually have open rates of about 10 to 20%, but tracking notification emails or anything related to helping the customer understand where his or her order is, whether it's being packed, shipped, et cetera, those emails actually see open rates between 50 to 120%. You're probably thinking, okay, duh, the customer probably wants to know where the order is, so that makes a lot of sense. But you can actually use those emails as a chance to help the customer get to know your brand a little more. Think of those emails not just as like functional emails or like logistical emails, but actually as a chance to continue marketing your brand and to continue building relationships with the customers. I also saw an an article about in Digiday about the Clubhouse app. Um, So I recently started doing these Clubhouse chats on Tuesdays where I invite people who are on there interested in jewelry marketing to ask their questions live and I answer them in a really honest and unscripted way. So I have been experimenting and playing around with this platform. If you are not familiar with it, it's currently invite only, but if you know someone who has the app, they can probably get you invited. So it's an audio only based social networking platform and 
at any given time, there are rooms happening where people are discussing different topics and the subject matters range from like everything. I mean, you can go in there and like talk about fishing. You can go in there and talk about e-commerce. You can go and talk about like your pregnancy journey or something like literally any topic you can imagine. There's some kind of room happening about it. So this article in Digiday is just an explanation of how brands, which are always looking for new platforms to connect with customers, are still kind of trying to figure out how they fit into this clubhouse scene and how they can improve and increase brand awareness through this audio app. Also, I mean, it still stands to be proven whether or not this is an app that will survive, that will continue to attract a user base. not every you know hot new thing becomes important but i think it is important to kind of keep your eyes and ears open to these new platforms when they do come up because you never know and then finally pr daily had a really interesting article about what they are calling grandfluencers so these are uh baby boomer and plus it's kind of terrible word grandfluencer baby boomer plus influencers who are bringing more diversity and representation to social media. Um, what they're saying is that they're kind of shaking up social media representation. They, they are typically more authentic and more relatable, especially for the boomers and above. Um, if you didn't know, baby boomers actually spend more money online than younger generations. So to think that there are influencers who can relate to those people and cater to them is kind of an interesting subject. So if you are a brand whose target customer is a baby boomer or above, and you've kind of shied away from influencers in the past because you felt they didn't didn't appropriately represent your brand, you may want to look into Grandfluencers. Again, a terrible name, but that's kind of what PR Daily is referring to them as. Anyway, if you want to get the links to the articles I share in this segment of the podcast, you can always sign up for my email newsletter by visiting joyjoya.com slash sign up, and you'll get a digest with the links every time a new episode drops. Okay, it's going to be kind of short and sweet, but I'm going to be honest with you, unscripted. I want to talk about the five most common marketing mindset mistakes that I see jewelry entrepreneurs make day in and day out. I mean, these are like repetitive for me. I'm constantly seeing the same patterns come up when I talk to people. So they are being afraid of change, being afraid of failure, chasing vanity metrics, having a fixed mindset instead of a growth mindset, and expecting immediate immediate results and then getting disappointed when you don't achieve them. So let's talk about the first one, um, being afraid of change. So when you embark on a new marketing journey for your business, especially if you've never formally done marketing before, or maybe you are starting to commit to it in a way that you haven't before, your business is definitely going to have to change in some way whether it means the way that you um, communicate with customers or whether it means how you portray your brand, some kind of change is going to need to happen. The longer that you've been in business, the harder it is to embrace that change. And I totally 
get that. Um, But you have to kind of be open to it and you have to recognize when you're getting in your own way. Because I see a lot of entrepreneurs who come to me for advice and I offer my professional expertise and oftentimes it's not that they disagree or they don't think it won't work or help them, but they are so afraid of stepping away from the status quo or whatever that they, they've been doing that they just can't bring themselves to potentially try something new that may help them grow their business. Um, not saying that I know everything, you know, I'm fine when I get pushback, but I think the closed-mindedness can really be an issue when someone from the outside who has the knowledge and experience is trying to help you. You'll have to at least be open to that and consider the possibilities of it. So the next common mistake that I see is being afraid of failure. So this one's a little bit more abstract because it's not always so obvious and easy to identify, but I think that some business owners are so maybe subconsciously afraid of how they will handle success once they get to that point, or maybe they won't know how to deal with it, that they kind of stand in their own way so that they won't ever achieve it. I mean, I know I kind of struggle with this in my own business, growing and scaling can be scary and overwhelming because it means that you're gonna have to learn new things. Maybe you're gonna have to learn how to delegate. Maybe you're gonna have to hire people. Maybe you're gonna have to like learn how to manage your business finances differently. Maybe you're going to have to um, consult outside business partners. And all of that is scary and requires a learning curve. So I think a lot of people kind of unintentionally sabotage themselves so that they won't ever have to confront those difficult things. If you're able to recognize that in yourself, then you'll definitely be one step ahead of a lot of people that I encounter in my conversations on a daily basis. So number three is chasing vanity metrics. What does that mean? So vanity metrics are like things that you measure in marketing that don't actually have a real impact on your business, but they kind of look good and make you feel good like you're actually making progress. So for example, a vanity metrics on Instagram might be a post that got a lot of likes or comments or shares. And you see that and you're like, oh, finally, this is like all I've ever wanted. I just want better Instagram engagement. I want people to like my post. Well, of course, you know, having that kind of outcome is a step in the right direction. But if that's if those likes, those comments, those shares aren't actually by your target customers and they're not driving traffic to your site and or getting people legitimately interested in your jewelry, then all all that is is a vanity metric. It's just making you feel good about yourself and your brand but not having a true impact. So a mistake that I see is jewelry entrepreneurs kind of getting distracted by opportunities to have vanity metrics um, for like a quick hit, a quick dopamine hit that they feel like they're doing something good for their business. But actually for the long term, for the long game, those vanity metrics aren't going to have any sort of impact. So 
I'm trying to think of another example off the top of your head. Um, I would say like boosted posts or um, promoted posts on Instagram and Facebook are kind of an example of that because for a really quick hit for a pretty low amount of money, you can promote an Instagram post or boost a post and get a lot of likes and make yourself feel like you're actually getting somewhere by reaching a bigger audience. But the reality is in that setting, you have very little control over who's actually seeing those posts, who's actually liking them. Instagram is delivering on its promise by helping you get more likes. So they're kind of like feeding your need to feel like you're doing something positive for your brand. But as a long game strategy, that's not gonna help you get more customers. So that's kind of an example of vanity metrics and why you should not chase them. Always ask yourself, are the things I'm measuring actually having a true impact on my business and the bottom line, or are they just making me feel good about myself and what I'm doing in the short term? Write that on a piece of paper and like put it above your desk or workspace and and ask yourself that question. So the fourth common marketing mindset mistake that I see is having a fixed mindset as opposed to a growth mindset. So I wrote down the definition. This is the only part of this podcast that is scripted because I wanted to make sure I explained it correctly. So in a fixed mindset, people believe that their qualities are fixed traits and therefore they can't be changed. These people document their intelligence and talents rather than working to develop and improve them. So they kind of get in this stuck mentality and they say things like, I've never understood marketing. Marketing is hard. I'm never going to understand marketing. I agree that marketing can be challenging. I agree that not everyone has like the right disposition to like naturally understand it. Maybe, you know, that right brain, left brain thing. Some people just naturally get certain topics better than others. So, you know, maybe it's not your natural inclination to understand marketing. But if you constantly tell yourself that marketing is hard, and I see this all the time, marketing is hard, I don't get it. Why isn't it working for me? You're like subconsciously feeding yourself that belief. If marketing is hard for you, you have two choices. You can invest the time to like read books, take courses, whatever it is to kind of help you understand it better, at least to the level that you feel comfortable embracing that subject. If you don't have the time for it, which a lot of busy entrepreneurs do not have, then you need to partner with someone who can either do it for you or help you understand better. However, I'm of the belief that even if you are going to outsource something, a smart business owner at least understands the very basics or the theory, the like skeleton of it, so that they know that when they do hire a team member or an outsource partner, that that person is not just BSing you, but you can understand that like, okay, this person is talented and knows what they're talking about. So you should at least have the foundation. 
I recommend my book, Jewelry Marketing Joy, if you want that foundation, you know, not to plug myself or anything, but, but I think it's important anyway. So stop telling yourself it's hard, okay? A lot of things in life are hard. And start figuring out how you can empower yourself because you're creating a roadblock that doesn't need to be there. And the fifth marketing mindset mistake that I see is, and we talked about this a little bit on last week's episode with um, Jason, is expecting immediate results and then getting disappointed when you don't achieve those results. So here's a little bit about me and why I feel qualified to talk about this. So back in the day, my very first job when I was 16 years old was I worked at a gym slash tennis club. I worked the front desk and over the course of a few years from even through when I was in grad school, like uh 23, 24 years old, I always had a job at a gym in some regard. I really like got sucked into this culture. I even got personal training certification. I taught group fitness classes. So I know what it's like to interact with people who have goals. This is so common. It's like many people set a New Year's resolution to get fit, lose weight, start exercising, being more active. But then they stand in their own way or they give up very quickly when they realize that it's a commitment, that it's not easy to work out on a regular basis, that sometimes you get achy, sometimes it's tiring, whatever, whatever. And I know this because I was like in this world for a long time. And I also know from like my passion of fitness and that whole space that seeing results and gaining results takes a long time. People who are fitness competitors, many of them don't naturally have bodies like that. They often started their journey because they wanted to make a change of their physique or their lifestyle, and then they committed themselves to that journey. And they will tell you that it took them years to get to the point that they want to be at. How does this relate to marketing? It relates a ton to marketing. Because marketing is more about consistency, number one, than about anything else, just like exercise. Even if you didn't do the most intense exercise or like the best exercise for you, as long as you were doing it safely, you know, over time you would see some kind of change if you did it enough. With marketing, it's the same thing. You get out of it what you put into it and you have to be committed to it for the long game. I always ask people, it's like, how long do you want to have your business? If you're truly committed to your business, the answer probably is for life or like until I can sell it or give it to like my children or something like that. Usually it's a long-term answer. For as long as you wanna have your business, you're going to need to be marketing. That's how it is. And you're not gonna see results in the first few weeks or even the first few months. Just like with exercise, you can't expect to go from a couch potato to a marathon runner in just a few months. Same thing with marketing. Um, I also work with clients that are at many different stages of their business. A lot of them are just starting out, but some of them have been at it for many years, even decades. And I can tell you that one thing is true about all of those clients is no matter how much success they have achieved, 
or no matter how far they have gotten, there's always something else that they can be doing to go to the next level. I've never encountered anyone in my career where I was like, perfect, they're good on marketing, nothing to be said here, drop mic, bye. Like there's always something else. The same thing like with exercise, you know, Olympic athletes, yeah, they're probably at the top of their game, but I'm sure even those people think that they can be improving always. And because the situation is constantly fluid and changing day by day, your business is changing, your customers are changing, your products are changing. You need to be committed to this for the long term. So if you go into any sort of marketing effort expecting immediate results, you will be sorely disappointed and you're in for a rude awakening. And that's for sure a mindset thing. You have to be patient and realize that marketing is your business and your business is marketing. The two go hand in hand more than most people realize. That's all I have to say for today. (laughs) I hope that was helpful. I'm trying to be a little bit more honest and um, like unscripted in some of these episodes. And these are just my thoughts and observations based on real interactions that I have with people on an everyday basis. So I want to share those things with you and hopefully they help. If you have suggestions for future episodes of the podcast, you can go to joyjoya.com slash ask and you can be anonymous if you want. You can type in topic ideas, questions you have for me, whatever. It's totally free and I'm totally open to your ideas and thoughts. And as a reminder, my book, Jewelry Marketing Joy, is published and ready to ship. If you'd like your own copy and to learn more, visit joyjoya.com slash book. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about marketing services for your jewelry brand, visit joyjoya.com where you can download our free ebook, Proven Conversion Strategies for E-Commerce Jewelry Retailers.